Hi, friends. Welcome to Deep Dive, my brand new podcast born from a desire for critical thought, vulnerability, and awareness. I'm your host, Dana Falsetti, a thinker, a writer, a yoga teacher, an activist, an authenticity agent. Each month, you'll hear from me and my guests, ranging from iconic disruptors to everyday people, all candidly sharing our personal experiences on topics ranging from sexuality to social justice and consciousness to capitalism. Deep Dive is a space to tackle hard-hitting questions and controversial topics in a raw, empathetic, and curious way. And it's my space to rant and ramble freely, no holding back. Let's dive in. Ready? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, all. I have the amazing Cheyenne Gill here with me today. She's one of my favorite people in the world. I met her a couple of years ago through Instagram, and we've become really awesome colleagues, always creating really amazing content together um, and friends and just really good support system. And she's amazing at what she does, but I'll let her (laughs) tell you all about that. So, hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Hey. So... I know about you, but why don't you just give us a little backstory to what you do and how you kind of got into doing it? Yeah, well, it's a long story. So um, I will start here. First of all, I'm Cheyenne. Um, I'm a body positive boudoir photographer based here in Philly. And um, I love bodies. I love women in particular, femmes. Um, And that's my subject matter. That's what I love to work with. That's these are the people that I love to work with. And it's the most incredible job in the universe, first of all. Um, but for me, my why is the biggest reason for what I, you know, why I do what I do. And it carries through my entire life. Um, so I'm, I'm already talking too much. No, you're not talking enough. <laughs> no, keep going. Well, <laughs> um, so for me, as a young woman, I was a very sick little girl and teenager, as a lot of us are, and we don't even realize it when it comes to body image. Um, I really hated myself in every way. I watched my mom hate herself and um, all my aunts. Um, I'm half Colombian, so it is very common for um, Colombian women to get their bodies entirely redone. Um, It is... So from the time I was a little girl, in my head, that was like an option, right? So um, for me, it was, oh, if I get fat, and at that time to me, fat was a bad thing, um, I'll just go to Columbia and get my body done, like some of my aunts have done and, you know, whatever. Um, And that was nothing ever, you know, my parents never said that that was okay, and they only ever told me I was beautiful, but I really struggled. And I watched, again, I watched my mom struggle, which confused me beyond anything because to me she was the most beautiful and still is the most beautiful woman the most intelligent woman the strongest woman you know she could kick anyone's ass and um I just look up to her in every way so anyhow moving on um I've always been an artist was drawing since I was a little kid always had a sketchbook in my hand I was always drawing princesses and mermaids and witches and you know (laughs) all of them with a tiny waist and a big butt and big boobs and beautiful long hair and sparkling eyes and all of that stuff. Um, and as I got older, you know, I started doing a lot of self-portraits. So those princesses turned into what in my mind was this 
horrible body <laughs> that I was depicting in in my drawings. And um, by the time I was in college, I was doing these enormous drawings of of myself and partnered up with an image of my mom. So we'd be in the same pose um, facing the opposite direction and be back to back. And these were enormous. I mean, they were like 17 by 21 feet mm. drawings. And um, I had a critique one day where someone said, wow, you know, it's so interesting that you drew your mom so smoothly and beautifully, but the way you drew yourself is this like scribbling, angry, dark thing. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah. But that's how deeply rooted my hate for myself was. Um, and that's when I realized it, you know. It's like you know it, but also you can't fathom a life of loving yourself. So th that's just the only option that you have. And I know a lot of people listening probably have felt that way or do feel that way. Um, anyway, so beyond that, um, all this, all the while I'm, I'm photographing people, right? And I love photographing people. I don't like photographing landscapes or anything else. And um, I knew I wanted to photograph women, but I didn't know how to make that a business or what I was doing or anything. Um then I saw what boudoir photography was. At this point, I'm like 21 years old. And at that time, boudoir was very tacky and all about sex and about the male gaze and about boobs and butts and tiny waists and abs and all of this crap, um, pearls and all that stuff. And I was like, this is interesting, but this is also not anything I want to like focus on, right? I, I wanted to focus on women and their their bodies and their beauty and all of these things so I was talking with my mom and she's like why don't you just make it your own do that you know what I mean and and I asked her to pose for me she often posed for me for drawings obviously and so she put on a bra and panties and her cowboy boots <laughs> and <laughs> we did a boudoir session I had no idea what I was doing but I sat there behind my camera watching my mom transform from someone who hated looking in the mirror to someone who didn't even need a mirror but was feeling like a million bucks giggling and laughing and running her hands over her body and playing in her hair and I was like Jesus Christmas like what is going on and I got goosebumps and I'll never forget it and um, after we were done shooting I walk out of the room and I walk back past my mom's bedroom and I see her in the mirror laughing and giggling and playing in her hair and at that moment I knew that this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life um and all throughout that whole process I was learning how to not hate myself um and that's how it all started that's how it all started that's how my journey towards loving my body started that's how that's how it all started so yeah. kind of beautiful it's funny I mean I I knew parts of that but I didn't know all of that mm -hmm. and it's funny to hear that you know, you were impacted when you were a kid by your mom's negative self-image, but then oh, yeah. seeing her kind of shine in the scenario that you kind of gave to her, gave her that space is that's pretty powerful and amazing to have that kind of circle back and and have given that to her, but also have that be the thing that sparked your oh, own yeah. journey is super cool. Yeah. It, as a kid, I was so confused by her feelings. You know what I mean? It was yeah. just not it didn't seem right. Yeah. So to be able to 
um, have that experience together between the two of us was is absolutely powerful. And it's something obviously like, you know, that was seven years ago and I, which isn't really that long, but it feels like forever. Yeah. And I was a different person then. Yeah. And it's just something I carry with me every single day, everything I do, you yeah, know, I love that. So, so what I love about you and I'm, I, I say you, cause she's sitting in front of me right now for those of you who don't know. <laughs> and, uh, what I love about you is you are not traditional or typical in the way that you shoot boudoir, right. which you kind of addressed. I don't usually like boudoir mm-hmm. because I find that it actually just tends to feed like patriarchy and misogyny and sort of that typical male gaze. Mm-hmm. And we were, Cheyenne and I were just talking about this idea of flattering, but yeah. flattering refers to a flat belly and an hourglass yeah. waist and, and a snatched stretching jaw. Stretching yourself out. Yeah, and getting long yeah, and being yeah. lean and and you don't feed into that. Right. And obviously I've shot with you, so I know this, but I've also seen your photographs, so I know this. And I love that what you do is all about embracing your belly, embracing mm-hmm. cellulite, just and not even that, but just it's that it's not about the body, that it's you're just present in it and exactly. you're present in this moment and it's this comfort and this confidence that has to be more than just like, oh, how can I pose my for this photo? Or, exactly. Yeah. And that's something that, um, you know, in the boudoir world, which, you know, I, I I'm a part of, you know, at the end of the day, um, there's a lot of talk of like how to shoot curvy women. Right. There are a million guides to how to shoot curvy women shoot from above. You know, you want to make them look skinny by shooting from above. You want to let them stretch back and and like all of these things are hide their belly by shooting them behind, you know, put them in front of the couch and you shoot behind the cat like all of these kind of ridiculous freaking things that you're like well or (laughs) instead of making them look anything other than who they are like let's just let them sit in that for a second and and not have a separate guide for how to photograph these women so that they can look skinny or their best quote unquote you know what I mean it's it's pretty interesting and um it's it's heartbreaking a lot of the time because I have, you know, clients come in and, of course, like their natural reaction is to hide their belly. And um, they know, though. So at this point, you know, my clients coming to me, they know that that they're going to do some work when they get to my studio or, or they're, you know, they're they're at a point where they're ready to. Um, and I encourage people to wait until they're ready to um, to do this work. And the work that I'm referring to is, you know sitting on your ass and letting your rolls pop out. I'm not going to ask you to push your boobs all the way to the sky so that you don't have rolls. You know what I mean? And for, and anyway, you know, everyone's going to have a roll when they sit down. And, um, I mean, we all, how many times have we heard that? But on top of that, you know, I work with women that are 400 pounds. I work with women that are 110 pounds. I mean, it's it's just so interesting and and we all every one of them has the same reaction they have the same like oh you want me to sit down in a bra and underwear and I'm like yeah it's very simple just sit sit down (laughs) you know what I mean like something as simple as sitting down is something that we are terrified of like have such strong complexes yeah it's so horrible and I've been obviously I you know I struggled my whole entire life yeah with that and um sometimes I have to remember that okay you know some people are a lot. Most people, most people, yeah. men and women, you know, are still are, are very much in that mindset of like, oh, my God, please don't look at my body. Yeah. Like, please don't look at my body. And and um, 
and it's work every single day, but yep. I'm happy to have my clients come in ready to do that work and kind of be like, okay, yeah. even though it feels weird, I'm going to sit down and in my brown underwear yeah. and let it happen. No, so. I love that. I mean, so, I mean, you just, you give this amazing experience and you create this Thank comfortable you. space for people to have that growing lesson. And I mean, I've experienced that with you time and time again. And let you know, let's actually talk about that nude shoot. Yeah. So sure. Cheyenne and I did an all nude shoot a while back, like six months ago or something like that. And we went into it with the idea that, okay, these photos I was gonna choose to share a bunch of them and I ended up writing a post about sort of fat bodies and women and power and shame and how all the all those things intersect. And Cheyenne also wanted the opportunity to to show something that not everybody is ready to show mm -hmm. or um, can sort of let come through the photos, which is this sort of owning of your sexuality and your sensuality and having that be a part of who you are as a person and not shying away from that. And there are multiple levels of where that shame comes in for women and femmes, for sure, um, that applies to all of us. Mm -hmm. But then we started talking about any version of a marginalized body beyond what is the ideal. You start tacking on all of these extra layers of shame. And we were just talking about what it means to be fetishized and mm -hmm. what it means to sort of be experiencing this like well, how can I just own this part of myself when I've been told that this is not okay, right? And then you start talking about fat bodies and you get into the like fat women are fetishized for having more body to show, but then also like you're not sexy because exactly. you're fat. And it's just this whole complex. And I loved doing that shoot with you because I felt for one of the first times just completely liberated. Mm -hmm. And that's been a process for me for years and years and years like it has been for you. Being able to get to this point where it's like, okay, I can just show up and just be who I am. And yep. it's not a, it's not even about my body. It is because that's a part of me and I love it. And sure, but, but it's it also- But it transcends that. Yeah, it yeah. transcends that. And that's what I wish more people would understand and what I love about what you are doing specifically so what do you I mean what do you think about like what do you see how this sort of ties into the way we experience our sexuality the way that you even experience sex itself or your relationship with yourself or just any of that I think that um one thing that you know we're kind of taught to focus on is our bodies you know in you know as it goes along with sex you know we're always it's always about our bodies. Um, I remember being young and before I ever had sex for the first time, I was imagining the ways that my body would have to, like how I could make it look as skinny as possible. Mm -hmm. I never even thought about pleasure. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I mean, and you know, as, as young women, it's, I was just thinking about this in the car ride over. Um, like young boys learn about sex through porn. You know, they learn about the pounding and how many dicks can I fit into this girl's mouth and like all yep. of these things. And we learn about it through like uh, romance and like movies. Yeah, exactly. And like um, if the chemistry's right, then it's going to be amazing sex, you know. And so that's how, what was in my head, even, you know, and all I could think about was the only way I'm going to have this romantic sexual experiences if I'm smoking hot or I am like this little tiny small boobed thing that someone could pick up and put against the wall you delicate, know what I mean delicate and yeah. Feminine and yeah and um but my mom you know I have bigger breasts and I'm curvy and whatever and my mom would say but Cheyenne 
men love that. And like mm. my poor mother, who is the most amazing woman in the world, but you know, we all are, this is all drilled into yeah, all of our heads, right? So society, that was her like way of, of yeah, yeah, that was her way of saying like, you're going to be fine. And <laughs> I believed it. And I thought about that a lot. Like, okay, well, you know, I do have big boobs, so that's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, um, even though all I ever wanted was little tiny boobs because I, I wanted to look like Kate Moss my whole life. <laughs> like legitimately, I was like, that nice. was my dream. I wanted to look like a supermodel, yeah. uh, Kate Moss type figure. I didn't want to be a curvaceous, mm-hmm. you know, Hispanic, um, what's the word? Exotic woman. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be yeah. a white, yeah. like flat chested, like little boy Every body magazine. person. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so... I just think that uh, the way that I thought sex was supposed to go down was all about my body. I wasn't thinking about anything else. So now as I'm older and, you know, the times are changing so much. And I actually took a human sexuality class in college, which like opened my eyes to a lot of different things like talking to your partner about what you like you know that blew my mind when my teacher said that out loud I was like what like yeah she's like you know you can't read their mind they can't read your mind and I was like holy shit man like I texted my boyfriend right away and was like we need to talk (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) because I didn't know like I was faking every orgasm you know I wasn't ever having an orgasm from sex and I was like okay well this is my fate like this is just how it is you yep. know and true for so many people yeah and all the while still even though at that time I had a partner who did really you know cherish and love my body and whatever I still was only thinking about ways to look beautiful while having sex <laughs> I wasn't thinking about anything else totally. and so um through these photo shoots I mean to be honest I'd say you know 90% of my clients aren't really coming to me wanting a hot sexy photo shoot um or even Dana like doing anything like we did with with your nude shoot um although I do get a lot of requests for some of those poses that we did together which I love (laughs) um but um so it's there's there are levels to this there is let me be comfortable in my body let me be comfortable in my mind let me be comfortable in my in my just being in general um and then the sex thing can kind of open up other other avenues so I don't even remember what the question yeah, was. Yeah, no, I mean, just how it's all interconnected. <laughs> it is and, so wild. And that's the thing. I mean, you just get roundabout in conversations about it because it's all... Yeah, it's it so complex. in every Absolutely. way. And that's just, that's what I love about it, though. And it's like, you can take these conversations in any direction because I see, like, sex in everything and mm-hmm. body image in everything. And everything is political in this way. We're talking about fetish fetishizing bodies and marginalized bodies and all of these things and patriarchy and the way that you know, the flattering shape is everywhere around us. And it's just kind of wild when you start unpacking Mm -hmm. these issues and and noticing your own patterns and cycles and the way that you see things. And then you start seeing it everywhere. And then once you start unpacking it and you make a change in one area, like you're able to do a photo shoot and you feel really good and you Mm -hmm. love the photos. And then all of a sudden, like, the next time you have sex with your partner, it's a little bit different. Yep. You feel a little more comfortable. And then maybe you have a job interview and you show up and you're like, oh, I have I have a little more like exactly. than I thought I exactly. had. And that's what's so cool about it. It's like you just need this one spark 
to sort of like ignite this huge change. And you know, we both get questions from people all the time, right? It's like, well, how do you get confident? Uh-huh. Like, how do you have better sex? How do you love your body? <laughs> how do you all of these things? And it's like, what do you ever say other than it's this process? It's a process. Every day. And it's every day. Absolutely. Right. And I mean, you know, it's it's so rad to think back to when in my early my teenage years and my early 20s because I was a different human being completely in every single way Um, but it's all this work that I put in you know all the journaling and all the talking it out and the literally just touching my body and Mm -hmm. touching my belly connecting to my body because I was so disconnected from it um, in every possible way because I refused to love it I refuse like it's just so messed up and uh and that this is another reason why I do what I do, because if I and we talk about this all the time, Dana, when I was a young woman or a teenager, if I saw people doing what what we have the honor to do, I would be a, I would have not. I don't even know what to say. Like it yep. blows my mind and it makes me really emotional. What thinking about me being a teenager and looking at someone like you, Dana, being naked and and like our photo shoot that we did, it was sexy, but it wasn't um, it wasn't for anyone else other than you. And that was so obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was no question like there was no calling you a slut. There's none. There's none of that. There's yeah. none of that because it was just so purely for you. And it was so it was so visceral. Like yeah. none of, you know, absolutely. If I was a young woman seeing those images, it, I would it mm-hmm. would be different. And, and then I'd ask myself the question like, wow, what what? did she do to get there? What can I do to get there? It's not like, oh man, I wish I looked like her and I wish that, you know, I could have sex with this hot guy who like wants that. You know what I mean? It's not anything other than how do I, what am I going to do to feel the way that this woman feels? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, and that, that widespread representation is so important. And you and I both said and noticed that we've sort of become these people that Mm -hmm. we definitely needed to be seeing our whole lives. And it's amazing to be able to be that. Mm -hmm for others so that they can pave their own path. And that's what it is. You know, it's not meant for comparison and it's not meant for any jealousy. It's just like, oh, can I see somebody else living their (laughs) life and like experiencing joy? And like when I look at them, I just see nothing but beauty. And it's not the body. It's it's the essence. You know, it's the essence of the person. And then your ego gets in the way and it's so hard to feel that about yourself. But it's like you can look at every single other person. I can certainly look at every other person and I'm like, you're so beautiful in every way. I mean, I'm just blown away. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's how I've always been. Like, my mom tells me that when I was a little girl, I'd be like, you know, I'd compliment people's elbows and stuff because I (laughs) just truly saw, I never want anyone to feel the way that I felt. You know, I always, I always gave love. In high school, in eighth grade, I won friendliest. In high school, I was on homecoming court for being friendliest. Like, because I never wanted anyone to feel alone. I never wanted anyone to feel anything other than lifted up always. And and like that is definitely a huge part of my personality, obviously, now where what I do is bring people into me and I want to freaking, oh, my God, it makes me, I'm sweaty. It yeah. makes me so happy to like She's make fitzing. people. <laughs> I'm She's fitzing. fitzing. Yeah, so... <sighs> So what are some of the, I mean, I already know them, but y'all listening might not know them. What are some of the common questions and like concerns that people have going mm-hmm. into shoots with you? And what do you tell them? I'm super mean. Um, <laughs> me too. I'm an asshole. Yeah. Same. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like um, I have and you know me, I have a no bullshit policy. There's no body shaming talk in my studio, um, in our studio. Um, there's no... Um, 
And at this point, I get none of that anymore. But I do have people who are like, you know, I'm trying to work my way up to, to booking a session with you. I'm just I'm just not there yet. And when people say that to me, um, I tell them that's OK. You know, I don't want I don't want anyone doing this if they're not prepared. I work with a lot of women who have suffered from eating disorders, who are in recovery from eating disorders, recovery from addiction, sexual trauma, all of this stuff. If you're not ready, then don't do it, period, first of all. Um, but other concerns are like um, outfit stuff and, you know, what am I going to wear to look good on my body and all of these things. Um, and my answer is always like, what do you feel good and, and I know that's such a broad answer, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like I have this one story of a woman who um, came in for her shoot and she was super nervous. She is the mother of twin boys and um, they were record breaking big. Mm. And so, um, you know, she had um, a mommy belly and and she was super concerned about it. And I was like, relax. We're having fun today. We're not thinking about anything. We're having fun. So we go to, to, after she's done her hair and makeup, we go to look through her outfit, her outfits and she realized that she put her lingerie in her kid's backpack and didn't have any lingerie with her. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she was wearing like a Walmart gray t-shirt bra and gray granny panties and she was about to cry and I was like, we're going to have, it doesn't matter what you wear. <laughs> That is not the point. And the shoot was one of my favorites of all time. I mean, she she killed it. I, you know, um, I'm very involved in, you know, I give everyone a posing spiel before we get started. I get everyone in the zone. Um, and she killed it. I mean, the outfit doesn't freaking matter. You can spend $10 at Target. You can spend $10 at Forever 21. Or you, if you want to spend 300 bucks at Asian Provocateur, go for it. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um Yeah. And I love what you just said about she had her mommy belly Mm -hmm. and she was really worried about that. Mm -hmm. And then immediately in my head, I was like, oh, fuck, like we just the way how intense we demonize Uh women's bodies is just sickening. It's sickening. I mean, it's honestly sickening. And I mean, I'm just I mean, we know this. We Cheyenne and I talk about this like this is all we talk about. (laughs) But it's like. It just never gets old realizing how strongly yeah. these things are ingrained. Yeah. And I keep saying this over and over again because I know that the majority of people listening are still in this place where I don't love the way that I look and I don't feel confident or comfortable and I, I don't necessarily wear what I want. And, you know, it just extends into all of these different mm-hmm. places. And it's like, damn, like when you can just drop all of that shit, let yourself be a little bit vulnerable, just step into who you actually are, which most of us don't even know because we don't take the time to figure it out because we think what's even the point right but it's like when you can get to that place i mean i and i'm speaking from my personal experience it's just like my whole life has changed oh absolutely from from this stepping into my power yep and i mean i'm i you know you and i have very different bodies dana but um i remember being young and uh anytime i would sit on a couch or sit down i'd have a pillow I'd be holding a pillow. I wouldn't go for a walk with my dogs because I thought people could see me jiggling. I mean, and I was five, seven and a half and I weighed 135 pounds. I was just a sick, I was, I had, I look at pictures of myself and a lot of us do this, you know, and that's how, how much it's ingrained in us. We don't think that it's actually a problem. You know what I mean? Like I look back and I'm like, wow, I was a sick 
child. I was a sick young woman. I was sick. And even now I'm like, well, I'm better now, I guess. But I needed therapy. I needed support. I didn't talk about any of that stuff because everyone's thinking the same things about themselves, you know, and it was, it was, I was not uh, considered fat. I'm still not a fat woman, you know, Um, and it's just such a strange thing to think back on. And, and now I'm, I mean, it's just, it, I don't even think twice about sitting down or <laughs> going for a jog in a bra and, and leggings. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's magical how how much you could change when you work at it every single day and you're conscious of it and you're thinking about how you are thinking about other people. Like, that was a huge thing. Um, you know, it was always, for me, I always thought everyone was beautiful, but I was still scared to be a fat. You know what I mean? Um, and that's something, that's another thing we talk about all the time. Um, this, like, people, oh, I am body positive and all bodies are beautiful, but I also don't want to look like that. You know what I mean? And and that's got to that's gotta stop. <laughs> it's like, that's something that uh, people don't want to hear. And people don't want to admit that they think that, you know, like, wow, she's rocking it, you know? And then it's like, but I'm glad I don't look like that. Or, you know, I'm glad I'm not that big or whatever else. Um, and it's scary. Totally. Yeah. I mean, the shame is crazy. Yep. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I just popped into my head the, the you know, about the Weight Watchers yes. for teens thing. Yes. That just popped into my head when you were talking about yes. your younger self. And I'm now thinking about, so for those of you who don't know, so I, I'm not super familiar, familiar with it, but Weight Watchers is running this new campaign. It was like a free free program, program for, teenagers for teenagers to lose weight and, and i hate this geared towards like moms and daughters yeah. type thing which and is I, I, hits close to home for me, me because too. that's yeah i mean all i ever did was uh diet with my mom and my mom's thing was my poor mother my mom's thing was you know i want to help you it's always about the health my dad has um major heart issues that run in his family i take after everything so that was always the thing like your heart your heart your heart even though I never had any issues with my heart yeah. <laughs> or my cholesterol or yep. anything um and I was like okay well I guess I'll eat the do this only like strawberry and yogurt diet mom you know or like let's try Weight Watchers or whatever else you know I played soccer like um again I'm Colombian I'm half Colombian my other half is Italian so food is a huge thing in our culture and I love to eat. I'm from Philadelphia. Cheesesteaks, fries, strombolis, etc. etc. <laughs> I'm just laughing because we eat cheesesteaks together in the studio. So I'm just per- personal. You know, I mean it's uh so I was really, really um restricting myself to strawberries and yogurt. Like it's yeah. I never ate lunch at school ever. I ate a pretzel and yeah, a it starts it's, young. You know absolutely. I mean it starts at the beginning. And all yeah and if you know I guess my point is, is like, I tried to do Weight Watchers when I was young. And I know that if they were like, teenagers, do this for free, I'd be I'd be on it. And that's, that would have perpetuated my freaking self-loathing of like, oh, God. And I think, and I think one of the hardest things, and I've, I know I've said this, like on my social media and stuff before, is this concept of body image and health and oh, the yeah. intersection of that. And that we don't, you're not required mm-hmm. to be healthy or to fit any particular standard yep. to be respected or loved or yep. feel beautiful or any of these things. And 
You know, we're just so there are so many levels of what we're bogged down by Mm -hmm. that need to be shed before you can start living. And my hope is that through your photos and through my work and through this podcast and listening to this, that people can start to see some of these patterns absolutely in themselves and then start to make some of these baby changes. Yes. That are and that's all it takes. I mean, those little changes are, are really what's all, that's all it takes. Totally. Okay. So give me one last like life advice, piece of advice, something that resonates with you. Just be kind. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes we need that reminder. As a natural, I'm a very cynical human being and I always like, uh, you have to like, I, I'm like always the first to be like, mm, something's wrong or I don't like this person or there's something off about this person or whatever. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a partner to be like Cheyenne, <laughs> not everything is bad. Um, and I have to remind myself that. And so. Uh, not that I'm mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not always mean, but just to be kind, to be open-minded, to have an open heart. Um, and to also like at the same time, be aware of things, be aware of yourself, what you're saying, who you're saying it to, you know? Um, and that's it. I love it. Awareness and kindness. Yeah. Thank you for simplifying that down for me. Cool. No, I love it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So tell everybody where uh, we can find you and where we can book yeah. photo shoots and all this, all the good stuff. Um, Instagram is Cheyenne Gill and my website is CheyenneGill.com. You can book through there. I prefer that you go ahead and do that. Don't DM me. I never see those bad boys. <laughs> Email all day. Um, and she's booked uh, yeah. up, my friends. I yes, mean, this, I am. Wom- this woman is like in high demand. Oh, so if you yeah. have any interest <laughs> yeah, in my shooting books, with her, you better get on yeah, it. Yeah, my books will reopen. I'm closed. Or- my books are closed right now. They'll reopen in April and I'll be booking for August 2018. Um, I'll probably be booking like three months at a time from now on because it's. Yeah. Madness. Booking a lot, which is awesome. Lady very proud. Yeah, very, very cool. Excited. And we're in Philly. She and I are we're, yes, in, we're in a studio come in Philly, so come to Philly. Our studio is beautiful. Hang out. Um, very proud of it. And Awesome. I'm so proud of you. That. Glad to call you a friend and a colleague. I love you lots. Love you. Thanks meow. for chatting with me today. Bye. Bye. Hi, friends. Dana here. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Deep Dive. If you want more Radical Truth, make sure you subscribe. You can also keep up with me across social media at Dana Falsetti or visit my website, danafalsetti.com to find workshops, speaking engagements, or take an online class. See you next time.